Hi, this is Elaine James with another Heart to Heart today. So in the beginning of my podcast, I started with Journey Begin 1, and I'm going to continue on Journey. So this is number two. And I ended with telling a story about that I'm a recycle girl, that I help comfort others with the comfort that God gave me. So that's always been my thing. Like, what am I learning right now? I'm an audience to one, to Jesus. I go through life. I know things aren't going to always be easy. So what am I learning? But as I went on, you know, I continued in Bible studies. So I, I find this peace with Christ in my late 20s, 29 to be exact. And then in my 30s, I found myself starting to have panic attacks. I was on the overload. I was full of worry and anxiety. And I was asking myself, why is this happening? You know, that famous, why is this happening? God, God, what is going on here? I'm in Bible studies. I'm I'm writing in my journal. I'm praying. Uh, I'm doing everything that the pastors are saying from the pulpit. But I'm still having these panic attacks and multi-physical symptoms. And I felt really sick from all these symptoms and scared I was really in a lot of fear. And so it just didn't make sense. Like, okay, I thought in my 20s when I got saved or, you know, when I knew that this peace from Christ, that I was a new creation in Christ. And I'm like, well, why is this happening? Because I'm going to put all these things in place because I didn't want to go back to that depressive time in my childhood or get those physical things anymore and here it was happening, even kind of worse. So I was trying at that time, really, when I was reading the Bible, I was like super Christian, teaching, super super wife at home, super mom, at least I was trying to be. But all the time, if someone was looking at me, they'd say, oh, she looks pretty good. She's got it together. But inside, I was feeling rejected and insecure. But here's the thing. I knew God and I loved Jesus. So I looked good on the outside, but I was sure hurting on the inside and I was falling apart. Although there was real things happening to me that were caused by things that I had no control over, there were some things that I did have control over. And I was becoming aware that I can't blame others for my pain and I have to take responsibility for the things I can control and the things I can't control. What am I going to do? I was asking God to show me what I needed to do to get better over time. I realized that the question, why is this happening to me, needed to change. That was getting me nowhere. It was a roadblock. I was stuck. And it needed to change to how do I change? How do I look at this? So I'm asking God, how do I change? How do I look at this? And as I began to press in and hear from God, I just sensed that I was really on a path. Take everything in. Learn as much as you can. And at the end, I really sensed that I would be healed because I knew people that were having panic and anxiety get, get some kind of relief and the symptoms start to go away. So I was just clinging to that, but I... I felt like a whisper within me, learn as much as you can. So after a year of intensive work on myself, one of the outcomes was 
that I had a better understanding of myself, and that brought me joy. And here's the things that I worked on. I narrowed it down. I had a long list, but I narrowed it down to these five because I thought these would be the most identifiable to you, perhaps. So one, examine my heart and my motives for everything I do. Be honest with myself. Understand myself. I lost myself. Two, examine my thoughts. Had a lot of thoughts. I was thinking too much. I never thought about what I was thinking. I like that saying, think about what you're thinking. Three, I had many expectations for people in life. Expectations, I thought, if I acted one way, someone else should respond the same way. High expectations. Four, negative words about myself in my head. I had some bad habits that I picked up from a childhood and were believing the lies that people said about me and were living out those beliefs. Five, I compared myself to others. This one's a hard one, comparing ourselves to others. So I worked on those things, and I started really becoming my own self and understanding myself, and I really was getting healed. Seriously, I had less of those physical symptoms day by day. And at the end of a journey of this this uh, season in my life, I knew that people suffer similar things. Overload, too much thinking, stress, anxiety. Now, I'm just going to go out and say right now that there are chemical disorders and things that need to be done by a professional, examined by a professional. It might be a chronic problem for the rest of people's lives. Sometimes they're episodic and they come and they go. And this was definitely episodic for me. So medication and all those things have to be examined by a professional. And I have to say, I went on medication for a bit, very low doses, and then I ended up going off when I really felt healed and had tapered off and had no residuals from that and haven't been on it since. That's my story, okay? So another quick story is that one after one month after this process, and actually it was an intense year, I happened to be going to a sold-out Cubs game, where Sammy, the one where Sammy Sosa was receiving an award for the most home runs hit that year. I sat in the nosebleed section next to a woman who told me that she suffered from panic attacks and anxiety. Here, I was just healed. Her story was much the same as mine. And we just had this nice dialogue. And I began to share about my overloaded mind, my thinking too much, my negative thinking, and the way I dealt with my thoughts. And as we talked, she became aware Boy, yeah. And she started to look at things differently by the way I was sharing with her. And she realized, yeah, she has issues with her mind. So as we parted that evening, I felt like I'd been able to help her in that she needed to connect um, more deeply with God. And that was going to be her journey. And she was on overload. And these were things that she was becoming more aware with about and that she had to examine. 
So she expressed gratitude and joy that I shared with her, and I allowed her to express herself. And she felt like she had some hope when she left. And she promised she was going to stay on this journey of seeking God and dealing with her overload thoughts. And that was just so cool for me. Like right after already, God was beginning to allow me to have a gift and a purpose. So then right after that, seriously, I met this other lady. I was in a small group Bible study. And with tears in her eyes, she told me about her husband who was, who, who was suffering from panic and anxiety attacks. So I made arrangements to meet with him. And he was eager and very open, the same way I was when I'm when I go through something. I'm kind of eager to get past it, and you know you're not feeling good, and you're not sleeping well, and you just think, I want to get better. That was my situation, and that certainly was his too. So I shared quite the same as I did with the lady at the Cubs game, and he shared and opened his heart about his spiritual path and journey. So I listened a lot. It's a good thing to know with people that are hurting, that we listen a lot and we don't judge them. And I recognized um, that he needed to get back on a spiritual path and his foundation, and that was going to be necessary, and then from there to work on his thought life. And he said, I need an overall in my thought life to me. You know, this is many years later, and that guy is so thriving with him and his family. What a story. What a testimony. It wasn't all me. It was just me being a vessel for that moment to encourage him to first pray about it, get back to his foundation, and then attack those thoughts that are not beneficial to his his living everyday life. So here I am now. What do I tell you? This is what I'm going to say. Although I'm aware that in recovery, not only do I need to take care of my mind, but also my body and my soul, and that became very important, eating well, exercise, knowing when I needed distractions in life and to take care of myself, to give myself a break. Distractions help relieve us for a bit till we get back on our work that we need. And when I do, it reduces the number of times that I feel overwhelmed. So the episodes are getting shorter and less, and definitely the physical symptoms are gone. Once in a while, I do get them. But I really have this, those are signals for me, what's going on. And, you know, I will never be perfect but I'm making progress. And that's what recovery is all about. Transitioning, being transformed. That's what God wants to do in our life constantly. And we just need to stay in this state of awareness and honesty, really being honest and taking responsibility. I find that whenever I go to speak to a group, one of the things that when people are on their journey of wanting to have um, more peace in their life and less overload and how they're dealing with stress, the ones that really begin to get healed are the ones that 
begin to, to take responsibility and stop blaming everyone for their problems and to be aware that we are going to have problems and perfection. This side of heaven, I like to say, is not realistic. But definitely we have enough tools in our world right now to get better and to thrive better, to really feel better about everyday living and being peaceful, content, being those things that are basic things that Jesus came to teach us, love, joy, peace, hope, and return to joy, God's joy and God's happiness. So I became aware of all these things. And where I want to go from here is to end for today, just leaving you with the thought, have you been blaming or saying, why is this happening and being stuck and feeling stuck? And perhaps maybe you're ready to move on and take the suggestion of changing the question. How do I change? Because if there's people in your life that are frustrating you and driving you crazy, perhaps maybe it's time to take a break from them and take care of yourself and make the changes that you can do. You can't change others. And if if I was to be in a room right now, I always say, how many of you guys have tried to change someone? And the room, everybody in the room raises their hand. And then I say, okay, how often has that worked? <laughs> that saying you can teach a dog, um, what is it? Teach a dog old tricks, um, new tricks is new tricks. That's it. We are, all know the answer to that, that it's just not possible. We have people in our lives that get to their 90s and they're still doing the same thing. And it has to be their willingness to want to be more like Christ. And Christ is a good example of good moral living. And so he represents love, first of all, joy, peace, serenity. I think of the word serenity. And he definitely fills us with hope. So why wouldn't we want those kind of characters to be known? Like at the end of our life, someone would say, oh, she was, she always strived for peace in her home. I remember that about her. Or So why wouldn't we want these good qualities to be part of our future and our legacy? So the next time, I think I'm going to go and examine my heart and be honest with myself and talk about the five things that I worked on. Examining my thoughts, I had expectations, negative words about myself, and comparing myself. So that's what I usually do in a one-hour talk when I'm up in front of an audience. I'll give examples from my own life, but I am never in the business of saying, I'm going to make you Elaine. No, I'm going to make you be the best you that God created you to be. And maybe you've lost that you. And maybe you don't even understand you anymore because other things in your life and other people that you focused way too much on have distracted you from being the best you. And we're all here to serve each other, care for each other, 
And how do we really do that in a world where people are difficult and we have things that happen to us all the time? So let me pray for you before, um, before I stop. And Lord, examine the hearts of everyone who's listening to this message and let them come to you with an honest, hands-open kind of posture where they're just saying, God, I'm on overload and I've lost connection with you. I get that a lot and I just want to be reconnected. How do I do this? Let me be honest. Teach me the honest things that I need to change. Gracious and loving God, move forward. Forgive me for the times that I have just been racing around and ignoring this work that needs to be done inside of me. And just bless me today with the ability to being aware of my thoughts and how I can examine my heart and move forward so that I could be closer to you and that I can care for other people. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So I just prayed for you some heavy stuff about examining and seeing what God's doing. Now wait, wait, and begin to make a list of the things you begin to see and hear in your head. And I think that'll help you for the next time we meet on this journey. We're all in a journey together. And we're trying to get and be the best that God created us to be and use our gifts for the best for God. So thanks a lot. Have a great day until we meet again. See ya.